Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. Hi everyone. Just take a moment now to let yourself settle in, settle into this moment. Settle into your breath. Feel your seat in the chair or the cushion that you're sitting on. Just allowing your body to recognize that you're here now on Zoom, listening to my voice. Whatever else happened this morning is over now. Even if it continues to reverberate in your experience. And we'll just sit for a couple of minutes. As we were discussing before we started, this will be the last 
guided meditation I offer, at least at least for now. All of my previous guided meditations are focused on intersections between Zen and Gestalt therapy. So I thought I'd do that one more time today. I kind of didn't mean to do that when I started out, but it's turned into a little kind of themed series. And since this will be the end of that series, I thought I'd focus on endings themselves. Both Zen and Gestalt therapy involve attending to endings, bringing our awareness to endings. So they do this in somewhat different ways. I want to explore that a bit. My therapy training went for four years and it involved a few weekend workshops each year. And every year the final workshop was focused on endings. <clears throat> and for the first couple of years, I would think, you know, what's all this fuss about endings? Why are they laboring this point so much? I'd never been exposed to so much talk of endings or so much attending to endings. But gradually I came to recognize the importance of staying with endings. And I saw in my own experience how much we can learn if we bring awareness to how we finish things. We all have patterns of endings, patterns of ending, ways we've tended to approach endings in our lives. These patterns often help us to avoid the pain that can come with loss or the pain that can come with a recognition of our own finitude even small endings can be evocative events because they can echo past losses in our lives Gestalt therapy is interested in natural cycles of experience. So ideally we have some kind of experience. We make rich contact with the world in some way. Then that experience ends. We withdraw our contact. 
and we spend some time in what Fritz Perls called the fertile void, which is this kind of creative liminal space, a space of openness and possibility. I'll quote Pearls now. He said, and we find when we accept and enter this nothingness, the void, the desert starts to bloom. The empty void becomes alive, is being filled. The sterile void becomes the fertile void. The sterile void becomes the fertile void. So this is the ideal. But many of us habitually interrupt our natural cycles of experience. And one of the main ways we can do this is by rushing through endings. Rushing on to the next thing. And then the next thing. and skipping over the void that opens up when we see endings through, when we really stay with endings. So let's sit quietly again for a few minutes now. In this time, you might notice something about your own relationship to endings and to the fertile void.
in therapy, we often deal with endings that are kind of uh, macro level. So like the ending of a relationship or the finishing of a job or the loss of a loved one. And of course, Zen practice also helps us navigate these, these major endings in our lives. Hopefully navigating these endings with grace is one of the fruits of our practice. But Zen also points to endings at more of a micro level. So endings at the level of this moment right now. The moment to moment to moment passing away of all things. So this is impermanence showing up in our practice now arising and passing away. There's a ceaseless series of beginnings and endings. Dogen said, impermanence is itself Buddha nature. Every moment experience arises and then it vanishes right before our eyes. Every moment slips through our fingers if we try to hold onto it. We can't even catch our own thoughts. Normally we become aware of a train of thought just as it passes us by. So in a way, each moment brings us to the edge of the fertile void, if we let it. And from the vantage point of that void, we might realize, hopefully we realize how much of our energy goes into holding on to things that have already passed away. Or reaching for the next thing.
and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So now let's sit for a while longer, recognizing or trying to hold in our awareness that every moment is an ending. We breathe in and that breath has passed. We'll never take that breath again. Every time we breathe out, that's an ending too. By the time we recognize we've been thinking, the thought has already passed. There's no ground to stand onto and there's nothing to hold onto. Can we find a way to rest in this fertile void?
Okay, I'll now ring the bell and we can move straight into the witnessing period. Thank you, Reese. I just wanted to reflect on the term fertile void. I really like the feeling that that conjures up. The idea that fertile kind of counteracts this. It's the meaning of void, what we connotation of void usually. And that's really nice. And also linking the the idea of presentness, mindfulness, as being a beginning and end of now. I think that's really meaningful. So thank you. Thank you, Reese. I really enjoyed that too. Uh, one of the things that really struck me was um, I think how much time I spend sometimes holding on to things that have already passed. So I probably have more of an issue with that than I do with rushing into the next thing. Um, so, yeah, that's been really helpful for me and just um, yeah, getting an idea of, um, of how to go about shifting that. Um, or just letting it go, or just recognising it. So thank you, and, uh, and thank you for your your, um, your Tuesday morning sessions. We'll really miss you. Uh -huh. Thank you, thank you. Ah uh, yes, I really. People hearing what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. oh, I've really enjoyed the Tuesday morning sessions and especially Reese's guided meditations. I found them very useful. Um, reflecting on the, the luminous void, the fertile void has been very helpful for me. I can see that I tend to rush into things rather than taking that time to reflect and absorb and see the, the full implications of what I've, what's just ended. And uh, actually, at some times in my life, I've written a journal in those periods between 
at the end of relationships, I tend to get into journal writing and that's that's been very useful. That's sort of like an expression of the fertile void. Mm. And um, yeah, I want to thank you very much. It's been very good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Reese. Um, yeah, I also really like that concept of the fertile void um, as against emptiness and loneliness. <laughs> um, and I was reflecting that um, I guess particularly with relationships ending, I have a tendency to focus on what was negative or difficult um, as a way to make it easier to let go. But, yeah, I was thinking it's an opportunity to have a more balanced view to take forward. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Beth. Yes, I found the endings to be very fertile, very fertile place to contemplate. For many years of my life, endings would have been very difficult for me, especially endings of relationships. And the uh, the difficulty we have in ending and... Uh, I think from a Zen practice point of view, how we are with endings um, is extremely central to the core of our practice. And uh, in a sense, if we can completely end, we go to a place where there are no endings. And then we come back into beginnings and endings again, and that's perfectly fine. But to be completely ended... What, what does that take us to be ended as being totally complete? And then we're back into a new beginning again, but from a place of completion. Noticing my own tendency to really like to to want to minimise endings, it and I'm thinking of this this ending. I've sort of proposed this as, as as an ending, and as Andrew was saying uh, at the start, some of you weren't here, but it was sort of saying, well, maybe maybe we're going to pick up again, uh, you know, at some point. 
down the line in a few months or something we might pick up again on, on Mondays or and so there's a tendency for me when people are giving nice feedback and stuff is to kind of push it away and be like oh this might not be the end you know no this this will probably I'll probably be back kind of thing and I think there's there's a tendency to to do that um to emphasize that I can see that it's like when an ending happens to say to end on the note of yeah yeah great I'll hopefully be back and see you guys in a few months kind of thing and I think that can be a kind of that can be a way just to for me at least just to kind of subtly not not register not really take in like this might be I, I don't know this might be the last time I ever do anything like this who knows what's going to happen um yeah so I'm just noticing all of that as you speak, as you say nice things, noticing that. Yeah, <laughs> this, this great matter of life and death, the contemplation of endings, you know, takes us right to the final ending, doesn't it? Can we be completely ended in the end? I sometimes wonder if that's a possibility because... To me, I, I tend to carry the past with me in different forms, um, in little bits and pieces, even in how it's affected my myself or my personality or my layers. So in some ways, I don't know whether things end. <laughs> they end... It, in a sense, there's little, all sorts of little deaths and big ones, enormous ones. Um, lovely, great meditation, Rice. Um, I, I found I've had some years of exploring my fertile ground and I've, it's, it's a very beautiful place and I feel that um, <clears throat> and it becomes a very creative place. I think for me, for me, um, and I sort of wonder whether that's something that I can hold on to it, or it can become something that, again, that I can, an essence I can hold, which in a sense is an attachment in itself, but then a very elusive one, perhaps. Mm. I'll leave you with that thought and thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Given that Reese is ending this morning, I move that we extend the ending by five minutes. Avoiding the void, that's all I can think of. <laughs> Thanks, Reese. Um, yeah, your talk's been really good. I appreciate the the time and the effort. Um, to sort of, you know, come up with something to say each time. It's not easy to do things like this. I know. So, well done. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I like the fertile ground bit as well, or fertile void. Um, uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I struggle both to I hang to hang on to not hang on to things and also not to pine for the next thing. And it's just this back and forth thing and it's because that spot is so uncomfortable or it can be if you look at it the wrong way if you see it as unfertile 
Um, and I think that's a pretty critical point. If you say there's a fertile, creative place where good things happen, this is a good thing, then it's completely different. But otherwise, you're back to this back and forth, which is just nuts. So, yeah, like it makes you feel like, you know, it's just your brain's going everywhere. So, yeah, nice, nicely done. Um, yeah, I've been thinking the idea of being uncomfortable, of being comfortable with the uncomfortableness. No, no it's not really uncomfortable. <laughs> But yeah, nice to Oh, well, to paraphrase the Heart Sutra, there are no endings, and there are no endings of endings. Andrew suggested we extend it, but maybe if everyone feels like they've finished, I can um, I'll give another give another few seconds if anyone wants to say anything, and then I'll um, recite the practice principle. Caught in a self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught 
caught in a self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in a self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way.